Welcome to Enhanced Therapy Podcast. My name is Derek Davda. I'm at the Denver International Airport right now, uh, at the end of the largest gathering of people who work on bringing psychedelic therapies to those in need. Psychedelic therapies such as MDMA-assisted therapy and psilocybin-assisted therapy. Well, this has been quite, quite the experience very meaningful experience personally for me and our team has attended the conference and gathered some very very interesting material for you to listen to Um, I uh, personally have been extremely honored to be among uh, this huge crowd of people there are 12,000 people at the conference this is the first uh, conference of this kind it's a, it's a historical conference. Uh, there has been so many moments at the conference that have been uplifting. I <laughs> I have spent I have spent most of the conference in tears, on and off. Um, both both you know processing personal personal sort of stuff. And just because it was so uplifting to see this movement, this movement who is really uh, at the edges of it, is expanding and, and is, is going to bring very positive, very positive change to the world. And to see the leaders of this, this movement, such as Roland Griffiths or Rick Hart, uh, to be such wonderful people who work so hard, who essentially have given their whole lives to this pursuit of well-being. Um, there has been so many connections that have been made. The positivity of the vibe of the whole conference has been so extremely positive. The conference consisted of the conference consisted of uh, predominantly of scientific presentations, huge crowds, uh, rooms filled past beyond the brim. You couldn't get into some of those presentations. They were putting screens outside the rooms. Um, and also there were some events that were more uh, retreat-like events. No drugs, of course. Um, but there were all kinds of other events and there was a, something called Deep Space where actually where we uh, recorded all the interviews so you will hear you will hear the sound the sound um, the sound for this podcast is not your studio sound it's actually there I recorded it on purpose to bring you there to that room to that Deep Space room where all the exhibits and all the workshops were happening um, so yes, uh, today what we have for you is um, uh, there will be a few of these few parts that this podcast will will have, and we will bring to you first-hand accounts of people who used MDMA in a therapeutic context or in a recreational context. Essentially, uh, what uh, I have decided to do is not to edit these interviews at all. And, uh, and, not, and to give you all the interviews, just as we recorded them. I just want to be honest, the same as the sound, 
the sound is honest and, and, and those interviews will just present a kind of an honest cross-section of people who have used MDMA in all kinds of settings. It will give you a, a good sense of all sorts of uh, experiences that people have, the differences as well as the common, commonalities that uh, uh, in those experiences. There's a, a few things that are very important that I should mention right now. Uh, one is that these therapies, MDMA and psilocybin, are illegal at this point, and these therapies are not available uh, outside of research context. So in no way we are recommending that you use these drugs. Uh, these drugs have side effects and have risks and sometimes uh, a fairly serious risk. So uh, let's allow the research to, to take its course and for the approvals to come up, which might be um, next year as early as 2024 or perhaps 2025 if it gets delayed. But that's the hope. Um, and then we will be able to, to deliver those therapies to you. Our, our team at Enhanced Therapy Institute is... is uh, is ready, ready and trained to deliver those therapies, uh, and we are we continue training uh, to deliver those therapies in the safest possible way and the most effective possible way to you. But right now, we are not recommending that you use these drugs, and uh, and um, that's pretty much all about the caution, that cautionary note that I wanted to. To, to give you here um, this podcast is uh, mostly for people who have never had experiences with MDMA or psilocybin and, uh, and I hope that it will give you some information it's a, a little bit of a public education uh, angle here alright uh, let's go to the interviews now enjoy my name is Derek Davta and I'm, uh, I'm a psychologist and I'm a host of Enhanced Therapy Podcast where we uh, talk about MDMA therapy. Uh, we are at, at, uh, at the Psychedelic Science 2023 conference, the biggest psychedelic therapy conference yet. Uh, and I'm here to gather first-hand experiences of people who have done MDMA uh, and of people who have done MDMA therapy to just give like a little bit of a, a little bit of a sense to as to how MDMA and MDMA therapy works for those who have never never done it so I wonder whether you could uh, whether you could give me your your first name, your age, and um, and then tell me about what role has MDMA played in your life. My name is Jessica. I'm 30. Oh no, I'm 46 years old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a psychotherapist in private practice. Um, huh, somehow I find it a difficult question. What role has MDMA played in my life? When did you start 
Very, very late in life. I've always been a very sort of very purist, almost <laughs> maybe maybe too purist, very natural, no substances of any kind. I, I understand that there are natural substances, but still, any kind of drug, plant or otherwise, has never been much of on my radar of something that I wanted to try. However, so I've usually been dabbling in meditations, uh, dance workshops, Esalen Institute, other sort of means that focus on, I don't know, expanded consciousness or joyous life experience other than, other than any kind of med medicine, let's say. But all that said, I'm excited at the prospect that MDMA and other psychedelics have the incredible potential to open up people to experiences of joy and connection that they may not allow themselves otherwise, you know? But not everyone is interested in being really uncomfortable and going to a, a group full of strangers and breaking down the boundaries of their awkwardness to experience joy and connectedness. But I think with MDMA, the it's, it's exciting that people will have access to something that they may never have experienced before in their lives that they might miss otherwise. And I think that has profound, profound implications and really, it's good news. I think and, it's good news for the world. And on your person, on, 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 on the personal level, what has MDMA uh, brought to your life? It's hmm. an interesting question too. A harder one. Maybe I think one thing that comes to mind is maybe some humility. That there are definitely experiences and possibilities out there that I haven't explored and that I've been closed to. That I'm shifting towards kind of being more open to. So I think I've had blind spots. And in my relationship with my partner, I do think MDMA has played a pretty amazing role in just, um, I don't know, helping us trust, trust each other, trust that we can share our vulnerability in a way that's going to be safe and received lovingly. And, and that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's an important space. Mm. Do you think MDMA can play, or MDMA therapy, uh, MDMA therapy can play uh, a greater role in healing the world? Oh, I mean, from this conference and from what I've experienced personally, from what I'm seeing in these people that are rigorous scientists, I think the answers are resounding yes, 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 absolutely. Um, what has been some of the downsides of using MDMA? Well, I think what they've spoken to in this conference that is really important to underscore is that there's a lot of hype right now and there's a sort of perhaps naivety or reductionism of thinking that you're going to take MDMA once and that's it, that the, that the drug itself or that, that the medicine itself is the the healer and I mean while that's partly true I think there's a lot more to it than just 
you know, taking a substance, whether it's plant medicine or anything else, you know, that there's a, that the therapy aspect can't be understated, that that's an important, important part of this process. So I think there have been concerns flagged throughout the organizers that that's, that's a concern, that there's a lot of hype, that people may be naive in, in their use of it when it's, when it's time, and that people may have expectations that are, are very, um, very disappointed. And that there's a lot of deep emotional work around MDMA therapy that everybody has, has, has to do personally Absolutely. in order to be uh, more capable of connecting. Absolutely, with support. Connecting with others yeah. and loving others and not seeing others as enemies, but seeing our common connection, yeah. common humanity, and seeing us as a part of being Absolutely. being a part of this whole ecosystem that sustains us, that we are actually a part of, that yeah. we grow out of. Anything else you'd like to add? Hmm. Yeah. Um, just that I think any any practice that helps us become more open-hearted, vulnerable, and loving people is something that deserves a lot of attention. And I'm excited about this conference and what it potentially means for the future of the world. Maybe uh, could you tell me a little bit about about the conference and your response to the conference? My response to the conference? Oh, I mean, it's it's, it's fantastic. It's a it really is a blend of like the rigorous scientific, the people at you know places like Johns Hopkins University and you know maps and and the sort of the underground hippie community that has known about these benefits. It's like a a melding of the two and a really really exciting way that that just shows the potential of these things to be truly truly uh, healing healing for humanity and that's exciting great thank you so much Jessica you're, you're welcome thanks for uh, thanks for your time okay, so here now we have Rowan Miller we just met we had a dinner together and Rowan told me a very very interesting story. It's a story I've never heard before. Rowan, do you mind telling this story exactly like you told me before? Yeah. So, uh, growing up in Northern Ireland, uh, obviously the Troubles, uh, the height of the Troubles in the, in the 90s, and um, there was a whole generation um, of my age group in our early 20s, and the rave scene, the dance scene was a big thing. Um, and uh, nightclubs, uh, so the weekends you had a whole generation of people getting together who usually would not interact with each other because they came from different divides of the, right. of the country. And people, the party drug at the time was MDMA, mm. so ecstasy. Right. Um, so instead of people, you know, some, some of these people would usually not even look eye to eye, uh, different, different political views, um, and these guys were embracing each other, hugging, uh, happy, enjoying, enjoying life together. Mm -hmm. um, where outside of that, there was chaos on the streets. Right. Um, so yeah, it was a very interesting time. Yeah, and a lot of people. So that's a very interesting. So I've never heard this before. Lots, mm -hmm. a lot of people are thinking about the, the, the greater power potential for MDMA to contribute to the healing of all people, to mm -hmm. us all coming yeah. together, together on this. Yeah, so I, I, I believe it broke down barriers. It, 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 it had people 
interacting and embracing each other who would never uh, have ever had done that if it wasn't for the fact that you had a, like a tribal experience of, of youth at that time together. Um, and I think it's le- it led a big way to, to actual peace in Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for telling that story. I think this story has to, has to continue. It has to be explored more, that's for sure. It has to be explored more. <laughs> if there are any researchers out there, that's a part of the MDMA story I've never heard before. Rowan, thank you so much. Thank you. My name is Margie. I am actually on Saturday to be 67, and I'm a nurse and a midwife, and uh, to help babies be born. And then I'm also a ceremonial midwife. Okay, okay. So, Margie, could you tell me just generally what role MDMA or MDMA therapy played in your life? I've experienced it. primarily to just enjoy the opening of the heart. Yeah, just being very, um, seeing the divine in myself and the other. So that is really the key for me with MDMA. Have you done MDMA in a therapy context or? Uh, No, in a a, uh, just individual or with with one other person. With other people, did you? Did you find that doing MDMA, have you ever done MDMA on your own or do you feel that it's a very, very social kind of interpersonal? I've always done it with one other person. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it's been like, for me, I really like the connection it gives me uh, with the other. You know, like I see the divine in myself and the divine in, in the other. Beautiful, so beautiful. I love that. You know, I love to go there. <laughs> What few words would you uh, would you use to describe the actual MDMA experience? Uh, the primary one would be love. love. It just really expands personal, um, I think, uh, feeling of love for self and for other. Like I just really feel that it feels like an elated experience of love. Really, that's the main word. Nice. Yeah. And the love. Is it, does it apply to, to people, to the, to the universe, to earth, yeah, to like living to creatures? It's like my entire life experience on this planet. Yeah, you? you know, like just being, it, it seems to just amplify my, my already life experience. Okay. So, yeah. And um, what would you say are some of the downsides of MDMA when you use it? Uh, I don't feel like I've ever had a downside. You didn't have any kind of withdrawal the day after or two days after? Um, you know, I took, um, I would take vitamins and I keep myself really healthy, so I've never really crashed. Maybe a little bit of like longing for that to continue, that experience, but I've never had a, a downside. Yeah. So. Our planet is really, uh, really struggling. Life on Earth is struggling. Right. We uh, we in a difficult time in history where everything is. Uh, some of the things are not going the right way. Some of the things seem to be going very much the right way, but uh-huh. there's a lot of threats. Do you feel that MDMA therapy or MDMA can have a role in the overall healing? It opens people's hearts. Anything that opens people's hearts. 
definitely heels. because I'd like people who have never done uh -huh. MDMA to hear some first-hand experiences oh, yeah. and yeah, uh, I really appreciate sense. your time. Yeah, Is there absolutely. anything else you would you would add to? Yeah, no, just for people not to be afraid of it, you know, that, that I've never had a negative experience. Sometimes people say it takes them to reflect some of the regrets um, and that might be good because then you don't save it for you know, to more closely to the time of death when people look at those pieces and then evolve from them. But Has it triggered any yeah. kind of deep emotional work in you? Um, or it was mostly just very elated and positive? For me, it has been a, an elated experience and a deepening. Um, but I've been on a path as a midwife and as a healer. I work with ayahuasca, I work with um, psilocybin, and so, yeah. Another form okay, of, so uh, that's a, that's a whole other bunch of other medicines, right, right, right. Did right. I ask you what age uh, you took MDMA at the first time? Probably, I, I don't know, in my 50s. Okay, 50s, so quite Yeah. Okay, well, wonderful. I much yeah. appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. Thank yeah. you so and much. what is your name, Derek? Derek. Very good to meet you. Very nice to meet yes. you. Hi, this is Devin. I'm 34 years old. And I'm here talking about MDMA and its major potential for therapeutic uses. And the first time I tried it, I wasn't expecting much. I was in... How old were you? I was 26. How, how old are you now? 34. Okay, eight years ago. Yes. So eight years ago, I had just graduated and I was in Mexico, Tulum, and it was my last night there. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. Like it's, I, I had a negative kind of connotation with it. I thought it was just a party thing. So I was like, all right, I'm going to party and that's going to be it. And so, you know, I partied, we danced for a while. And then when we got back to the, the Airbnb, she put on some very provocative music, just very spiritual, deep music and kind of created this container and it completely changed the experience. And I was blown away by the spiritual experience I had. Like, I'm, I was used to things like mushrooms and ayahuasca, where it's like, there's more, and San Pedro, like just natural earth medicines, like container ceremony. And I was so surprised at how powerful with the container created that that MDMA experience became. And it's, you know, I've had many experiences and it's definitely in like the top five experiences. Take us into that experience for a moment. Tell us what words would you use to describe the actual experience? Obviously these things are a bit ineffable and hard to put into words, but if I had to, I believe that there was just a lot of deep healing on like getting to the roots of, of traumas and allowing space for that to arise. And I know this might sound a little crazy, but I, with the person I was with, I felt like there was actually some telepathic or very high empathy communication going on. And like 
I can share that because as I was thinking of what this person's trauma was, she started crying and like, I think releasing some of her own. And I also felt like I was channeling during that experience, tapping into something ancient and, um, and, and feeling that deep interconnectivity. And so these are the experiences I know I seek as a mystic, as a seeker, like wanting these mystic experiences and those feelings of unity. And I didn't think MDMA had that potential. And so with this experience, it was, it was mystical. It was heart opening. I felt like I was, it was one of those rebirth type experiences where the next day I felt like a new person. Wow. So. And we definitely need much more interconnectivity in the world generally between people. Our connection with nature is a little bit skewed. We are not sufficiently uh, aware of our relationship with the whole ecosystem. And of course, we're in a, in a place where it's, it's kind of risky right now for humanity, what's going to happen. Um, do you think MDMA or MDMA, have you ever done MDMA therapy or? Not no. officially. Okay. Okay. So, like I said, it kind of turned into a um, impromptu ceremony okay. like session, but I've never done it in like a clinical setting before. Do, do you think MDMA can play a, a, a role in kind of a greater hearing, healing of, um, of humanity? Absolutely. I think many of us don't feel good enough or don't feel we all want to be loved and accepted and I think with this medicine it can really help us tap into like healing that inner child and healing our wounds and, and being in a more loving space and you know as far as since we're all interconnected if I'm in a more loving connected space to myself and others then I'm gonna affect one person and another person and then they're gonna affect people and so creating that uh, ripple effect of um, just being in that loving heart open space I know that's the truth and operating in this society I feel like I have to operate from my ego and I think we need a lot more heart-centered action and uh, heart-centered action in business and all of that yeah. exactly some of our leaders could, uh, could use that uh, that healing method I think um, what do you think about the conference I think the conference is absolutely amazing. There's so many different speakers, like legends that have been in the space for so long coming together. And right now we're in the, the art room where there's beautiful paintings and installations and different technologies like vibe beds. And yeah, I think it's just, it's a testament to the, the waking up there's a lot of people here and interested in this space and so it makes me hopeful to see people from all over congregating here to talk about the future of these medicines and how they can help humanity as a whole right well thanks for your time have a great yeah. have a great conference we'll <laughs> yeah. see you around yeah thank you, <laughs> you. Thank yeah. you. yeah for sure what's your name hello i'm callie and i'm 20 years old 20 years old I'm Nico, I'm 33. Okay, so could you guys tell me what role has MDMA played in your life? <laughs> okay, well for me I have done MDMA at different festivals 
and I think it's just opened me up to experiencing the energy that's all around me and being able to have a more heightened sense of that love that's accessible in the present world that's around, around us. Nice, nice. What was, what, could you tell me a little bit more about the actual experience? What was it, uh, what, what, what is it like to be in? Yeah, so uh, when you're coming up, I would say that's when you really are faced with kind of uh, whatever issues might be lurking in your mind. And so that's the time to really like be introspective about it. And then once you get through that first hoop of the come up, then that's when you're sort of able to have that overarching love um, experience. Um, I've never had ther therapy with MDMA, it's all been recreational and not that many times. Um, but the most profound experience was in high school. Me and a, a friend, our family had conflict. Our families were fighting over money and it affected us even though we didn't necessarily know. And we ended up taking MDMA and sitting in his car and talking for hours and it brought us closer together than ever. We resolved like a lot of the conflict that our parents had been carrying. And then I was the best man at his wedding years later. He's like my closest friend through high school. And that was a really... So that connection was lasting. That connection, I think that like that's the moment that we kind of really were able to like, solidify a, a bond and kind of get over some of the stuff that our family had been carrying. Yeah, so people often talk about this sense of connection and love during the experience. Do you guys feel that that sense of connection generalizes beyond the experience, after the experience? Lasting. Is it lasting? That peak experience, of course, is not lasting, which can feel frustrating when you start to ground back down. But I think if done right, in a therapeutic sense, I imagine there might be a way to tether that experience and make it long-lasting, but I've also seen it not used, used recreationally and not necessarily have a... In a positive way. Yeah, not, that experience not carried. Yes, that's why, that's why this whole emphasis on, on the therapy, on DNA therapy rather than just the use of MDMA. What are some of the downsides of MDMA, or what have the, like, how do you, did you, what's your experience of the day after, or two days after, or any other? Well, I think that it definitely depends what state of mind that you're currently in, as well with any psychedelic or drugs like that. Um, and I think that that really depends on what the come down is like. Um, I know that a friend of mine did MDMA for the first time, and then that really started him in kind of a downward spiral into drug use and more drug use because it led to him chasing that feeling that he had had. Um, for me, I think that um, MDMA has like opened up those connections and new experiences that are available to me. I think it's just important. It's about integrating like all other psychedelics too with like being aware that that is possible without the use of the drug as well and just kind of being able to come back to that place um, in your present sober mind. Even if it's not with the same intensity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it was good for me to realize that that level of love was possible. So it kind of gave me like, I don't know, not like a North Star, 
to like, oh, I can actually love everything about my exi- about existence. I didn't know that. Like, uh, but and then the purity, I think, probably matters too. I've, I, again, I've only done MDMA a couple times, and I don't know the purity, the quality. So the come down wasn't comfortable. It was, yeah, it was not comfortable. Yeah, what happened? Like mental anguish, like uh, almost a, a pendulum swing, not back to baseline, but back to lower than baseline. The, the, the day after, or sure. the same? The, the, the day, day after, after. Yeah. The day after, and it lasted for that one day. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you take too much? Was that the problem? Possibly, or I wasn't. Oh, prudent with the quality that I was taking I just kind of the setting with like ayahuasca and mushrooms I'm very intentional with the setting but with MDMA particularly the couple times I've taken it 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 has been recreational so I haven't yeah what what about the conference what's your experience at the conference this conference this conference we just got here today this room is we just came into this room amazing amazing yeah It feels good to be surrounded by people like like this. Yeah, Yeah, catch some Roland Griffith, some powerful stuff. Also Rick Dalton, of course, but Uh Roland is quite... uh, We'll have to get a... uh, Is he speaking again today? Uh, Yeah, he's speaking on and off. I'm not sure whether he's speaking anymore, but anyway... uh, Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course, thank you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. My name's Michael and I'm 49. And I have a background in the life sciences and engineering, but I'm currently in regenerative soil and landscape restoration design. Okay, great. And um, so Michael, uh, what role has MDMA played in your life? How would you? Well, when I was younger, it was a recreational um, entertainment. when I was probably in my 20s and 30s, I did it twice, maybe three times. Um, in, a, in a recreational context? Yes. No, no, no MDMA therapy? No. Recently, um, my wife and I sort of unguided, but we both have been doing personal growth work for many years. As a couple um, or a person? Both. Okay. Together and separate. Okay. And so... Would you be willing to, uh, to share some of, the, some of the work you've done as a couple? Sure. Yeah. As a couple, we've done marriage counseling okay. and um, couples therapy. And separately, I'm very focused on men's work as well as personal spiritual work, um, which began in the Native American church and now is sort of stepped away from that and into my discovering my own spiritual lineage which was destroyed by the Romans um, in Europe several thousand years ago so try to rediscover that Um, and that's kind of the role of work that I've done with with psychedelics but with MDMA she and I recently um, did an evening into the night journey together where we dosed ourselves at a minimal dose and we just walked around town all holding hands and talking and reconnecting after been 
coming through some very difficult times in our marriage. Okay, okay. And what what happened? Was that your first trip in a while as yeah. a, as a couple? And what yeah. happened during this this experience? I think we both just tapped into a deeper compassion for one another, and also for our parents. We're both struggling with aging parents that are sort of patterned into their ways of being, which we find to be very challenging and not necessarily healthy. And it sort of stripped away all of our triggers and enabled us to see them as frightened and wounded people, like confused humans like most of us are. Um, so that was that was very helpful. So how would you describe what, what MDMA does in those experiences to you? What, what words would you use for that, the actual experience you mentioned, stripping of the, the, the sort of fears and, uh, and defenses? I think it just feels uh, what it does for, has done for me, and what it did for me, that was the only time I've ever done it in a medicinal or sort of therapeutic work context. And with that intention, you know, what we had, our set and setting, if you will, <clears throat> we, um, I felt, and we both discussed afterwards as, as we sort of worked on some integration together on the experience, um, was a deeper awareness and understanding of our innate connection, um, not just sort of metaphorical but literal physical connection with one another as beings on this planet and in our community and in our family and seeing ourselves as whole whole individuals and not just these sort of caricatures that we um, maybe want to place be the location of our feelings but actual um, so, so enabling compassion and Sort of s acceptance, slowing down. Sort of. Acceptance is a good word. Yeah. And, and I would say sort of tamping or, or ameliorating the activated nervous system that we get around, particularly our parents, I would say, as a, you know, my bias, um, and just seeing them as humans, right. confused, doing their best, going mm -hmm. through the world, and and has enabled us now to now this was six weeks ago six weeks ago. to still come back to that and still have that anchor of Has being able to come back to so it. it's made a little bit of a shift lasting shift six weeks ago. oh yeah okay. definitely oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and great. with each other as well okay great great yeah, yeah. and um, what were some of the downsides for you any downsides <laughs> well you know i think I, I don't know anything about the chemistry or the psychology behind it yeah. but in an attempt to sort of um, solve the serotonin reuptake mm -hmm. problem, yeah. taking lots of supplements, yeah. you know, to do that. So we were able to really, um, I think, sort of buffer the the um, dopamine crash. And but the negatives was, you know, sleep was really not happening. Mm -hmm. Sort of in and out of trying to sleep very lightly, and just tired and a little foggy the next day. Um, and that was about it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. 
Do you have any thoughts about uh, the role that MDMA can play in the greater context of ecosystem, hum humanity and all that? Or MDMA therapy? Well, again, like my sort of beginner's unprofessional thought is um, I think it could be particularly helpful for folks that are feeling isolated and disconnected and don't have a sense of community or connection, particularly with themselves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe they live from the neck up um, and sort of re-embodying their whole being and then also realizing it's not just a concept that we share breath and water and resources with one another. It's a physical reality. It is a very much physical reality yeah. that yeah. we have to take care of. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, think it could be helpful in that context. Yeah, okay. Great. Anything else? I really appreciate you talking to us and sharing this experience. That's great. Oh, thank you for your research. I, I, I don't really have anything else other than to say I would do it again. Okay. You know, maybe in another six months or a year. Yeah. Yeah. Great. great. Yep. Okay, all the best to you and, uh, and, and your, your wife and Derek. And Derek. Yes. Okay, thank you very much, Derek. My name is Lindsay Valdez, and I'm from Colorado, but I live in Los Angeles, and I'm a psychedelic sound facilitator. Okay, okay, great, Lindsay. So, um, could you, how old are you, can I ask? I'm 40 years old. 40 years old, yes. okay. And uh, I understand you used MDMA before. Uh, when was the first time you used MDMA? Uh, the first time that I used MDMA was in a therapeutic setting. It was on New Year's Eve in 2019, going into 2019-2020. Okay. Combination of psilocybin, MDMA and sound. Okay, 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 great. And so, um, could you tell me what, like generally, what role has MDMA or MDMA therapy played in your life? I honestly think from the first time that I'd ever taken the substance that it blew my heart open, and I don't think I've ever come down from that high. Okay. It okay. changed my chemistry I think forever just in one in one dose in one dose in one dose right yeah well that's that sounds great I had experienced in a felt sense that I had not felt ever but it was a remembrance it was a remembrance was of a something remembrance that was there before of love remembrance of love could you take us there could you yeah what words would you use <laughs> for this experience when you're in the middle of it? Uh, divine, um, ecstatic. I had, I, I'm a type of person who, I'm a very joyful person anyway, lots of energy. And I had such a physical response to it. My body, I was very sensitive to it. And my body was convulsing and shaking and I was sweating and I was metabolizing. Um, but it was running through my heart uh, in, a, in a very visceral way where I was getting that sense of who I was and how belonged I was, how connected I was, how special I was. Belonged among people, among living creatures, among... People. I had a universal connection, universal. a connection to source. Mm. Um, I, I had felt my wings... I, f I had a dear friend next to me and I felt her wings and I felt our past lives and our mothers and it was it was incredible like a reawakening of Gaia inside of me 
and the sound therapy that was happening simultaneously, big, beautiful overtone of many instruments with a sound master, gongs and Tibetan bowls and chimes and drums and vocals from all over the world. And the whole thing was orchestrated magnificently for me to have that altered experience. Um, it sounds very, like, very ecstatic in some way. It really was. It, it, I think it shattered me. It, it shattered, shattered the, the shell of... Uh, complacency I think that I was living in this, this sense of, of having a human experience but not really under like knowing the greatness of what that could entail mm -hmm. and were there any difficult parts of that experience or after yeah the come down for me is challenging to be completely honest on MDMA I really have to care for my nervous system and my physiology and Uh, you know, I, I got the jaw and the headaches and was like, whoa, the insomnia, the sleeplessness. So were, you, it, were you careful with dosages? I, I was and very, I was, I was properly MDMA. dosed, but the, I think the, the purity, yes. But when you, the first time that you ever have that experience, I'm a small bodied person. I weigh less, you know, like 120 pounds. Okay. Um, I was fasting, all of those things. So, and it was just, I think because it was, It also wasn't isolated. I, I was doing a high dose of mushrooms and sound and with others and on New Year's Eve. Okay. All these things um, that created a heightened experience. The come down for me is something that I've learned. Uh, the preparation and the come down are very important for my physical system. I think they're important for everybody's, very for important, everybody. Right. Just to set proper expectations for that as well. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and. And so that is, is something that I held into very high regard and respect um, with, with working with the medicine, treating it as such. So I'm aware now when people hear your experience, people who've never uh, used any psychedelic drugs or MDMA, that they might be thinking, holy mac, I, I don't want to be shattered. I don't want my shell to be shattered. That's, you know, so what, what would you... How would you, you know, connect right now with these people that are sitting there and, and roll? Maybe some people would be rolling their eyes. Maybe some people would be uh, saying, oh, that feels too much. I don't want to destabilize my life in any way. What would you, what would you say to them? That's a beautiful question. Um, I sense, I facilitate the experience now that I experienced in 2019. And so we're in 2023. So it, it shifted, for me, it catapulted me into now my life passion uh, as I've for maintenance and sustainability as I work with the medicine I do work with it I isolate it and I and I work with it individually as a heart opener in talk therapy sessions um, also I work with somatics with it too I do think that 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 breathing some movement touch um, can be really beneficial um, so it doesn't you don't need a heightened experience and a little goes a very long way I do believe that the, the biggest piece for me and what I love to work and share the, the heart opening MDMA aspects is, is that the flood of relief that it does for your, for your nervous system. I, the last thing that lasts with you, once your system has felt that type of love, mm -hmm. empathy, compassion has mm -hmm. opened, mm -hmm. doesn't close again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you don't need to blow yourself open. I'm describing that as a very ecstatic experience because in my, because it was for me. It was for me and it was a combination of things. It doesn't have to be. Doesn't have it can to be. be. Much softer Absolutely. And I think that's why it's so important in the way that it's being 
worked with now with therapy with therapists and and with you know um, also facilitators that you can go in gentle really getting to know your subject really getting to know the person that's going in setting that intention and doing the prep work and then having an opportunity to have that integration afterwards um, I I don't regret it whatsoever Uh, I share it openly um, but there but it does require responsibility it is a medicine any, any thoughts on healing planet Earth? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the more that we can get out of the stigma and out of the fear, the only way to really face our fear is to face our fear. That's how you conquer your fear, and there's really no room for fear when there's this much love. Mm-hmm. So tapping into that current of love, tapping, like opening up our mind, body, heart, soul system. Listening some of these defenses and some Absolutely. These automatic patterns that disconnect us from each other and from our ecosystem yeah. and from other living creatures. Yeah, and, and deserving, reminding yourself that you do deserve to feel love, to feel joy, to mm-hmm. feel bliss, to feel ecstasy, that it is okay to be in pleasure, that it is okay to feel right. good, great. really allowing yourself, giving yourself great. permission to feel good, and not only good, but great, amazing, incredible, and everybody deserves to have that experience. Um, I absolutely think that love is the fabric of life, and we are here to connect. What do you think about Psychedelic Science 2023? I am so thrilled that this is happening. It feels like a dream come true. I'm so proud of where the industry you know, has come from and where it's going, and really to respect our elders and those that have paved the way, to respect the scientists and the studies that are there. We need this, we need this information, we need the courage, and we need to be able to bridge the science and the spirituality. Um, I also just think it's incredible that it's happening here in Colorado. I'm very proud of my home, sweet home, Colorado, to be a pioneer of legalization. And I just bow to everybody who's who's walking the walk and talking the talk and who's who's really like doing this with great responsibility because we, we need to do it differently than it was done in the 60s and the 70s. And I think it's about sharing, about being open to share your experience and, and to go there with each other. You know, yeah. each other, like together, we can we can really learn so much. We can heal so much. Yeah. Your healing is my healing. My healing is your healing. Yes. And it's all wisdom sharing. Yeah. Let's hope for the best. Thank Cheers. you so much. I so appreciate my pleasure. Your, Thank uh, you. your words and your, that you were able to share this. Thank you. Thanks so much. Well, I am 31 and I'm actually a psychiatrist. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. So tell us what... Um, what role has MDMA played in your life? It, I've used it most only actually in group settings, um, usually surrounded by music. And for me, more than anything else, compared to other psychedelics where I kind of have a more internal experience and I connect to myself and, and can kind of solve issues that have been going on with me, MDMA has been much more of a connection to other people and like this community, family forming type of experience that I leave those experiences feeling a a wholeness with everyone involved with not just with the people that I actually connected with during the experience with anyone and it lasts for 
it feels like it lasts forever afterwards. I still feel more connected to people and I attribute the way that I connect to humans partially to my experiences with MDMA. Excellent. A few words about what the experience is like, if you bring us right into the experience. Ooh, it's good. <laughs> um, it feels like like a physical sensation of joy. Like you feel it in your body, you feel the energy, you look at other people and you immediately feel like a love and joy towards them. And it feels like a physical sensation rather than just a thought, which is kind of hard to explain exactly what what that means. Mm -hmm. But it just, an, an embodiment of love, I guess is what it right. feels like. And yeah. then does it leave any lasting marks after the experience? How much of it? goes away and how much of it how much does the, the first experience how much has the first experience changed it leaves a lasting experience for me I would think it's hard to say because what else there's other things that happen afterwards in my life that I don't know how much to attribute those things yeah. to what I feel or the MDMA experience but the level of connection I feel towards other people I feel like it lasts it's not to the level to the extent as when I'm actually underneath the influence, but there is some level of connection and love towards others that persists. Perfect. And uh, any any withdrawal symptoms after any difficult experiences afterwards, or you've... the there's a bit of a crash, and it's hard to say if it's really the MDMA or the sleep deprivation, yeah. <laughs> because I just don't sleep really well afterwards. So the following day, there is very there's a low level of energy. The following day for me, it doesn't feel like depression. At least for me, I've heard other people say they feel like a low mood. Mine's not really a low mood; it's low energy, and I think it has much more to do with the sleep the lack of sleep than the actual drug but then after that day I'm back to normal and you know since you're a psychiatrist um, were you able are you able to talk openly about these experiences or do you feel that you you, you can't uh, openly speak I think about? it depends on the setting I don't know if I would have a very candid discussion about that with my patients. Right. Um, also just because of... It's illegal right yes, now. Exactly. Yes, exactly. But in other settings, like in these kinds of settings, absolutely, with, I feel how, pretty... How about with your peers? Absolutely. You can talk yeah. with your peers. That's with great. my, so, <laughs> in I'm still a resident psychiatrist, so I'm not okay. practicing solo yet. Okay. And so, with my colleagues, I feel very comfortable talking about it. The people who are above me in the hierarchy, it depends on the person. Do you feel that there is a shift coming in how psychiatry is being done? Totally. 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 The way that the conversations go is so much more about the root of what is going on and it's psychedelics mdma all of those things i think address more the root of like connection and love and all of those things and the conversation previously was more just on like medications and only what is proven rather than expanding our minds to what could be okay wonderful how's the conference for you so good so good it yeah. feels like a fire beneath me that like I'm doing what I meant to do and oh, there's yeah. a bunch of people with me and I'm not alone and it's oh. wonderful oh uh, yeah. yeah I feel the same way yeah. I feel the same way thank you so much of course thank you so much yeah thank you guys for doing what you do hi my name is Ben um, I'm 38 years old 